Chilo. Oops, one moment, y'all. Try this again. Welcome. Hooray. Welcome to Potty Humor, Sean Anthony. Matt Freeman. Damn it, Freeman. What are you sipping on? I'm starting with the usual absolute and orange juice. Oh, screwdriver. Yeah. And then I may stick with that or switch to the rum and Pepsi. Well, you got a stomach of Fort Knox. I do, and I had beer earlier. <laughs> well, here's a twisted sister for you. What's it? I am uh, sipping on a Yingling. Really? Yingling. Yeah, lager. Interesting. And uh, Tito's on ice. Okay, so I thought I heard the clinking of ice in a cup. I was like, what is going on? Please don't tell me you put <clears throat> ice in your beer. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> N- not. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man, what's going on, buddy? It's Monday. <clears throat> it's potty humor day. And um, I was a little sleepy earlier, but now I'm going to chug this uh, orange juice because that's got nice sugary goodness in it, and I'm going to get a little hyper, I'm sure. Man, I um, yeah, I was tired earlier, too. I, I slept. I took a nap. <laughs> I was tempted, too. I was just kind of laying for about 30 minutes. Yeah. But uh, now I'm up and moving again. That's good. Oh, there yeah. goes your... There goes your microphone. <laughs> clink, clink. Crystal clear audio. So should we yeah. just jump, jump right into... Uh, yeah, why not? Let's get into it. So I'm, I'm about a week behind, I guess, listening to your radio show. So today I was listening to your interview with Anthony Patch. What do you think? Fascinating. And the topics that came up where you go from the Hadron Collider to the, the books on demonology, the H.P. Lovecraft stuff, and uh, how all that tied in to um, which book of the Bible was it you guys were discussing? Uh, several. Revelation. The, Ezekiel. Yes, that one. Then before Revelations and, and just all into that. Now, what I found all fascinating... And I didn't hear it all tied in, but this is kind of like not conspiracy theory, but just more of a, a a broad view. And when I texted you earlier about the silly thoughts, <laughs> is the, the picture that that it was painting is not different from a three part episode that South Park did on a, uh, a cult that had managed to bring Cthulhu about, which is an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, Did it surprise I, you that I brought that up on the show? Yeah. The fact that that came up through all this, and it's... I guess it, it would be... In, uh, I guess in the theological world, if, if, if you believe in... I don't know if it, it is it considered a deity, a Satan a deity, or demons. I remember I I heard that come up in the discussion. 
in the forms of, I guess, the advancements in technology. And I wonder if that could be, if, if you believe in such thing, it's basically keeping up with humans and you know what could ultimately be our downfall. It's just old world, it would be um, demonic entities that you you'd think are monsters as they're painted in like old times, um, right. medieval times, but they're more modernized. And you, you brought up the idea of uh, science fiction TV shows and movies do take take all that consideration when they're writing their stories. <clears throat> and then I got to think about the whole South Park thing. You know, I'm always can uh, see these similarities in, you know, the movies that I watch, the comic books that I read. And a lot of times I think it's just silly. But, um, I mean, if they're pulling it from recorded sources, whether that be theoretical, I started to giggle thinking about that that particular episode and then the one that was controversial <clears throat> on Scientology. Hmm. And I didn't know if you guys were going to get into that or not, but that's what crossed my mind. And, um, oh, <laughs> holy shit. You all right, buddy? <laughs> oh my God. I poured way too much vodka and I don't even taste the orange juice. I need to get a beer glass. Holy shit. You do that every week, man. Not every week. That's only the second time it's happened. Damn it, friend. Oh, hold on. I got a bigger glass right here. Holy shit. But um, it got me thinking again about uh, all of these sorts of stories, books, and the fact that, that um, Anthony mentioned the cults that, that came out of it. Right. It it made me giggle that such things could actually exist because, like, I thought we were better than this, <laughs> you know, reformation and whatnot, and advancements in technology and and knowledge, real world experience. You know, where a lot of things were, I guess, uh, some people's encounters, or whether they be real or fake, but they were able to sell ideas that certain things are real. Such right. as Scientology. And I thought it was complete rubbish when South Park aired it, but then they kind of got... What, you thought what was rubbish? So the episode says that Scientology, like their whole secrets, essentially they let out Scientology's secret. Like you don't get to know anything about it until you're in the church, and of course that requires a ton of money. If they found out and then let it all out for free... And it was this big controversy. So essentially, all the teachings, Dianetics, it's all based on um, L. Ron Hubbard's science, science fiction novel. And they apparently turned that into a, like their version of the Bible or something. Right. It, it all centers on aliens. And I thought, again, and silly having fun. But no, apparently all real. This is what they believe. That they believe that... Uh, Alien spirits are the reasons why people experience depression, anxiety, anger, just all the negative emotions. And that someday these like actual other aliens are going to come back or some sort of shit like that. But it all involves extraterrestrials. 
but um, listening to your your guys' discussion about sci-fi books and people maybe taking it too far just got me thinking about all that sort of thing. All those interesting, interesting, interesting. But um, you know, as we've mentioned many times. Uh, it's just selling an idea to, I mean, Scientology just wants money, just like any other organization. So it made me giggle. Yeah. <laughs> and so, this is, you know, no booze in my system. I was at work and I was listening and it made me giggle just that the idea of that still happening, really. It's Yeah. So what is your initial thought? I, I don't know how much you listened to. Did you listen to the first hour and the second hour? I did. Okay. So it captivated you enough <laughs> to where you listened to the whole thing all the way through, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, YouTube is suggesting all these other videos on similar topics. Um, so Alien conspiracy theories and, um, yeah, that sort of thing. I didn't go further into those things, but it's like, oh, YouTube's algorithm is now suggesting that I listen to all this right. other stuff. That's the AI, baby. The machine, mm-hmm. le- the machine learning. But, all right, so you listened to, to my interview with Anthony Patch. What was your initial uh, response to it, like, after you listened to it? Like, just if you didn't know me, you, know, you understand? Like, as a listener. Mm-hmm. What was the experience like? How did it sound? I mean, what did it did it flow like you wanted it to? Like, you know, there's a part you there, didn't, didn't, you know, agree with or what? Well, there was one, I, I think it was like time constraints where it, it kind of came up the, and you and I discussed it I think last week, where where does morality fit into it? Why we're doing these experiments, and um, unfortunately, yeah, I don't think you guys got to touch up on that. But that, that was a perspective I was hoping he would touch on. But um, I think it was time constraints didn't get to go there. Because, I mean, you know, even as he's discussing what it does, um, you know, assuming we, it's, it's something that's always been in the back of my mind you know, since we've been talking about it, is assuming we are able to recreate, you know, what do we expect is going to happen? Is it going to be something good? Is it going to be something bad? Is somebody going to discover something good and then uh, make it bad, you know? <clears throat> That's the one thing I would have liked to have called and asked him. Like, um, you know, what are his thoughts on that sort of thing? On morality? Yeah. Uh, on certain things like these powers that we don't know fully what they do it's all theoretical you know people have done math around it and you know think this is going to happen but it's like okay then what well i'll tell you what one of the uh lead physicists at at cern for the large hadron collider said he said that you know we can create and i think i mentioned it on the show we can create a, a tiny hole and something can get in it and something can come out. That's yes. That's what it was. It was. And that's what made me think about that episode of South Park where something came out and it was not good. Yeah. Well, you take that right. Mm-hmm. And take into consideration when we were talking about Jordy Rose. You remember that name? Yes. 
Jordy Rose, co-founder of D-Wave Quantum Computers and also uh, Kindred AI, he, he said some really interesting things. He said, maybe you can call them parallel universes in order to do something that you couldn't otherwise do. Talking about quantum computers, and, and this is to, to tap into different dimensions. So, you know, he's saying uh, in one of his lectures that he compared it to like a summoning, summoning of, a de- of demons. Yes. You know, Jordy Rose said that. You can see, watch the video of him saying that with quantum computers, you know. That's one side of it. And he also talked about an entity. He said, he gave the scenario, imagine an entity giving a message to the White House saying, all right, in 20, 30, 40, you know, 100 years from now, in this date, we're going to land dead smack on the lawn of the White House. And they're not going to have any regard for human empathy or he said, compare it to how we mentally think about ants. We just come, you know, an ants, an ant. When we walk, we just try, we have no regard for an ant. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's an army of them and they're, you know, what attacking your 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 sidewalk or whatever you know your porch or your house like in Virginia, but you have no regard for an ant mm-hmm. as a human. That's the you know, mentality that he believes of what's to come. Again, so I'm curious. Ain't that some shit? Just take it that is in. Some shit. <laughs> That's crazy. That is definitely some shit. And my question to these people is like, well, if if you think there's even, you know, the tiniest chance that we could open a doorway to something like that, why would we even entertain the idea? Even entertain what? What, what idea? What are, you, what are you saying? We can open a doorway, essentially. Right. To let one of these in. Right. Why would we even entertain the idea of opening that door? Well, you know, man is curious. <laughs> you know, they're seeking, they're learning, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out the universe and how it works. Well, plan B would be how do you defend yourself against such a thing? Yeah. But if we're going to jump the gun, I mean, there's a lot of assumptions there. And I feel like we, uh, yeah, I don't even know. You know, Curiosity killed the cat. On hi, kitty. There's mine sitting on the ground next to me. I'm really not in favor of that, and that's that's where I wanted to ask him. You know, what what is his thoughts on it? Or because I haven't read up on it much. I'm only listening to the podcast and or other radio show, and I'm sure there are studies out there. Or somebody has has mentioned it. Right. But um, as long as, I guess, as, as long as the spin is, look, you know, we made another advancement. You know, you call it an advancement. Is it? An advancement. It could be. Right. A- a- advancement. I mean, I guess this is the, uh, 
uh, Schrodinger's, you know, uh, you've heard of that before, Schrodinger's box. Now, what's that? I've only ever heard it referenced on um, Big Bang Theory, that TV show, and it, it's kind of made its way to pop culture. So they reference Schrodinger's cat. And Schrodinger, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's a physicist or something. So what happens is if you you have a box with a cat in it, it sounds sick. You don't know if it's alive or dead, so you opt not to open the box. So if you open it up, it you know, might be alive or it might be dead, but you you know, you don't want to open it up and find a dead cat. Right. I think I think that's the gist of what Schrodinger's box is. It's you know, it's it's one or the other and you know, it could either be good or bad, but if you don't if you just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, but it's too late. <laughs> it's I don't too know late. if it's too late. No, is it though? Well, then the uh, the other thing that came up um, that kind of excited me in a, in a terrible way is um, all of this uh, sci-fi movie stuff is coming to fruition, which is itself is crazy. But then I start to wonder about you know, a reoccurring dream I've had many, many times about fighting zombies, and then I'm like, oh, so really? maybe maybe this is a possibility, and I'm gonna get to live out my video game dream. How long have you been having this reoccurring dream of fighting zombies? I don't know. <laughs> That's years. When Many was la- years. When was the last time you had it? Probably a couple of weeks ago. And when you say many years, what's, what, five years? Uh, at least, if not more. Ten years? Yeah, maybe. Maybe not, maybe not quite that far. But I'm not sure. Because, I mean, I've been watching zombie movies and playing the zombie killing video games for I mean shit I got into horror movies when I was probably like 8 years old when you say got into horror movies what does that mean what do you mean how did you get into them I just uh, started watching them at a really young age and I was fascinated by them for the mostly the makeup aspect and the special effects because uh, I was you know, that was a field I wanted to get into was art. And so I was look at you know, how they did their makeup and I at eight years old. It. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So like, the video games get to be fun. Right. You right. Know? Right. Cause you can't, cause you know, in, in my mind is that's not real. So, it's fun to do in video games. So none of the horror movies when you were eight years old that didn't scare you. Mm-mm. So what was the first? What's your first most memorable horror film that 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 got you glued? Um, it was probably Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, at the at the time, the image of Freddy Krueger was terrifying. But at the same time, it's like one of those things I couldn't look away because I was like, oh, what's you know what did they. Is this a mask? What kind of makeup did they use on them? Um, yeah, as a kid, I was scared, but I was also fascinated with it at the same time. Uh, it was one of those, you know, I'd, I'd peek through my fi- my fingers so I could watch it, but not really see it, that type of thing. And then as I got older, 
I kept watching them, and I was just glued, and I wouldn't blink. Right. <coughs> and then, of course, you know, the older I got, the more movies I'd look for, you know, every weekend. You know, back when we had video stores, um, mm-hmm. you know, go rent them all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So, yeah, with, with all the discussion of all this sci-fi stuff coming real, now I'm wondering, I was like, oh, is this now a possibility? Reanimation? Right. It would be the technical term for what we call zombies, even though the zombie term is not, uh, the origins are not from reanimation. It's a voodoo term. What's a voodoo term? A zombie. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's nothing to do with somebody being dead and coming back to life. But it has to do with like being in a so, trance and being a. Uh, speaking of zombie, I heard Walking Dead's got a new season. Are you? Do you watch The Walking Dead? I tried to, but it was basically 40 minutes of soap opera with you know three minutes of zombies, and then you know the rest all commercials. So I. I tried watching a few episodes in season one and I was bored to tears. So I was like, I don't get it. I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> you know, I watch zombies to see zombies, not people crying and run away from them. I mean, they have some good makeup effects and whatnot, but overall the story is boring as shit for me. I haven't even read the comic books, but um, yeah. my daughter has the, the big compendiums. So I could if I wanted to. Gotcha. That's crazy, man. So, yeah, man. Interesting stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these days it it comes up in in your show, like, gone through all these other things, and then we see that other things we thought were not possible are actually happening. Like what? Like the, like the rise of the dead. Yeah. I mean, if if we're going into the topics of uh, these demonic entities being you know, cults still around, bringing them about. I don't know what else what else is out there. Um, I don't know if the when when about the uh, alien invasion would happen. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure at some point we've been visit because I don't think we're the only uh, habitable planet. All the conditions have to be met in order for you know life to exist on Earth. I'm sure there's other planets with different um, elements. That allow for some form of life. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone can develop technology so we can kind of communicate with our pets, which would be funny and maybe insightful. It'd be fun to ask your pets questions. Well, I'm sure if you uh, trip off of some mushrooms, you could probably do it. I don't think I'm going to get answers because I want to ask my cat, like, if I. That's what I'm saying. If you trip off mushrooms, you'll probably get it done. 
Get her done. It'll be fun. See if I can get an answer as to why when I shut the door, I go in the bathroom, take a dump. My cat has to reach under like, hey, open the door. Let me in. (laughs) (laughs) No. He did it to me yesterday. I see his paw sticking out under the door. He's reaching, trying to pull it open. Did your dog ever do that? No. When you're trying to take a dump and they don't bother you? No, not me. <laughs> not me. That's funny. Let's see. I'm sure there's an answer on Google. Why why does a cat want to or why do pets? I'm not Googling nothing about a cat. <laughs> Everybody else does. It's the number two thing. Yeah. Last week you said it was the number one. After porn. Oh, okay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So what else is new? Man. Those are those are all my thoughts on the on, on what I heard today. I would have to do some reading before trying to weigh in some more. Because right now, everything I, all the ideas I have are silly and stupid. And I thought, um, you know, they all came from episodes of South Park where I thought they were being silly and stupid. Yeah. There's an episode of Family Guy where they talk about the Large Hadron Collider. When did that come out? Um, I got it written down in one of my journals. I have to get back with you on that. But I, I haven't seen that show in a while. But I have it written down. Um, also, um, what I was going to say. But yeah, Family Guy uh, did, did an episode on the Large Hadron Collider, man. And uh, <laughs> Oh, 60 Minutes. That's what I was going to say. 60 Minutes did a whole special at the, 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 the Hadron Collider. If you go online, look up 60 Minutes, uh, CERN, C-E-R-N, you know, the Large Hadron Collider, 60 Minutes, something like that. You go to 60 Minutes and type that in. On their site and search the CERN, you'll find the episode that they did on it. It blew my mind because I, I remember when I seen it because like I had did a show on it. Like this is when I was living in Richmond. This is when I was living in Richmond. I had did a show like maybe several weeks ago on it, like a series. I did a series, and then I fin- like finished up the series or in, in the middle of the series after one of the shows. 60 Minutes came on that Sunday night. And I'm like, shit, I just did a daggone show on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's on 60 Minutes. Check that episode out. Because that's the, you know, 60 Minutes, they do some thorough reporting to an extent. But it's still watered down. It's still watered down. They still give a lot of, they, they, they do some good reporting, trust me. Um, as a journalist, you know, with this mainstream media shit, because I'm I play both sides of the straddle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, check that episode out on 60 Minutes on the Large Hadron Collider, man. And uh, yeah, go ahead. So is that place the facility? Is it open to public certain areas, or is it primarily closed off? Well, it's is you could do tours. I'm sure. You know, I've, I've I've read up on it where they do tours to school students and people okay. that are studying and stuff like that. You know, it ain't nothing all secret. Like, there's a lot of information that they put on the website, you know, 
different things that they're doing, the updates, etc. You know, but okay, they, they don't. They're not secret. It, you know, it is what it is. This started the internet. The internet came from CERN. The internet came from CERN from physicists and scientists. They wanted a way to communicate. You know, to share information. That's why you have white papers and stuff in and in, in science, uh, uh, physics. Uh, you know, all of those different esoteric divisions of learning, you know, yeah. they share, they share the research and that's, that came out of the CERN, the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, so physicists can share the, the, this, this, the research that they're doing so that others can add to it. You know, that's, that's, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, why, why, you know, why would they, because they're seeking, they're trying to figure out you know, how, how is this universe created? You know, when you start looking th- at things at a microcosm, you know, uh, to a macrocosm, like from a telescope to <clears throat> a bio, uh, a, um, uh, not, not binoculars, but a bio, what would bi- biologists use? Uh, what, you know, what is that? Oh, microscopes. Microscope, thank you. From microscopes to telescopes, those extremities, you know, of seeking the universe. And they're finding consistencies, you know, in living things. And it's just amazing, man. It's really, it's really fucking amazing, you know. And then with mushrooms and, and marijuana, <laughs> you know, these hallucinogenics and these, all of this other stuff is like, and it's all consistent. It's all consistent, you know. Everything tie, is tying into one another. Why is that? Uh, I wonder, so if that's the case, then I wonder, are we chasing our tails? 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other, actually, another interesting thing that came up in your conversation, and it also got me thinking of, I, th- I think even a question came up, are we going too fast? Because the advancements have been, if you're looking, you know, uh, Based on how long Earth's been spinning, uh, we got to this point which seems to be incredibly fast. As slow as evolution has been in the past, we got to this point. Uh, I guess what? Internet's been around since what, 70s? or You said 50s last week, right? Right. Uh, flight came about pretty damn quick. Travel. Um, we're trying to stay on top of uh, viral infections, so you know they're and even they're advancing pretty quick to where. Who's they? Uh, viruses. You imagine oh. like how quickly things yeah. are advancing right now, and um, that's always got me thinking. Like, are we are we too smart for our own good? Like, is this going to be, you know, th- this quest for knowledge? Is it going to be our untimely end? Not really like pessimist, but yeah, it's like okay. shit, the way things are moving and sometimes I worry, but um at the end of the day it's like no, nothing I can really do about it, so I'm just gonna have fun while I'm here. Yeah. You know, it's something death is something inevitable, you know. And I guess as you live and go through life 
the longer the longer you go through, the longer you live and go through life, you start to get that understanding of death. It's inevitable. We all are born to die in this existence, you know. But there's something different between the the core of a man, the spirit, and its flesh, his or her flesh. There's a spirit, you know, there's a reason why we have intuitions of people that that are no longer here in this realm. Why? And some things still exist, you know. I heard this, I heard, you know, everybody's had that intimate moment. And, you know, most people, maybe I'm speaking uh, out of line, I don't know. I'm just... Nah, Nah, it makes sense. So here's a story I haven't told hardly any, very few people. Um, and I guess it's more uh, scary when it's it, it's early. So I had a friend. Um, he died in a car crash um, 2010. January 2010. A real good friend of mine. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt on icy roads. So anybody that hears this, please wear your seatbelts, no matter what the conditions are. But um, I had two dreams about him after that. And, and the first one, it was like he was visiting. And in the dream, I told him, I was like, oh, my God, Sam, you died. What are you, what are you doing here? And he was in denial about it. And then a couple of days later, I have another dream where he visits again and um, he accepted his death. And then I, I haven't had a dream since. I don't know if that yeah, idea who, feeds who, into the existential who is discussion. about. He was a friend of mine named Sam Ray. When was, had, when was the last time you had this dream? Uh, it was shortly after his death. So this would have been eight, um, nine years ago. Damn. Sorry, but when you, when you that that point you made, it's, it's kind of weird that um, the second dream where I had told him what happened, and he at the end of the dream he had accepted that he had died, and I had I haven't had a dream about him since. So you wonder if that energy, you know, what is it? Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Is it exists in some other? conscious realm where it can still be accessed but then at some point it acknowledges and then moves on to somewhere else where it's no longer here in our realm whether it be conscious or not maybe the answer is in CERN maybe the answer is within Whew. What else? What else? Did you hear me? We, I did. Maybe that was my, my way of uh, coming to terms with it as well. But I, yeah, I still think about him a lot. And uh, I guess uh, that's probably what scares people is they, they want to live their full lives. And I guess that's why the whole idea of transferring your consciousness is... Maybe people are scared. 
I couldn't really imagine wanting to go through that, though. Go through what? Transferring my consciousness, like, for what purpose? Yeah. Well, you know, they're working on it now to transfer your consciousness into an avatar. We're already doing it. I guess the other part would be uh, at, at what point do you want to do that? Like, right now, you know, I'm 37. It's a lot I haven't seen. I still could learn, but, you know, if, if you were to wait until you're, let's say, uh, you know, oh, we're, you're somehow scheduled to have your uh, consciousness transferred, but you're uh, a day away from, like, uh, senility, and then, like, oh, shit, it's too late, or, oh, can we transfer anyway and then kind of correct it? I'm sure they've they've thought of that. <laughs> I'm sure they've thought of lots of possibilities. Oh yeah, they got more time and money on their hands to think about such things than I do. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm thinking of ways to annoy my cat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> It's how I choose to live out my, well, his days. He's 14. So how does it go in cat lives? Uh, he is considered geriatric. He would be, you know, like a 60, 62, 63-year-old man or something like that. Oh, wow. But he still meows at me like a baby because meowing is a, a baby instinct. Cats in the wild, they don't do this sound to each other. It's his childish instinct to meow at me. I understand. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> now he's just looking at me all confused. Like, why well, I don't put more food in his bowl when there's already food in it. Right. Let's wrap this one up, man. This was good. This was interesting. Yep. I'm going to have to take a break from alcohol because it's not doing much to me. Oh, yeah? Yep. What kind of break are you talking about? Yeah, just a couple of days. Uh, I need you to take about a three or four day break to get my tolerance back down. But yeah, next week's will be much sillier. Yep. <clears throat> But until then, Matt Framit. Yeah, Sean Anthony here. Damn it, Framit. Let's take a break. I'll take a break. And I'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye.